0: My gosh, thank you so much, Hillary. I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, American Giant um, and the, well, not the 4th of July um, celebration and, uh, and uh, shirt that you could wear for your 4th of July celebration. They have an American-made T-shirt, and that's exactly what it says on the front, American-made. It's red, white, and blue. It's beautiful, great way to celebrate And it's also a great way to have a really good American made t-shirt and support a company like American Giant that believes in the same kind of America that you do. They're not only saving jobs and factories and opening up new uh, factories all the time to make sure that we can make clothing here in America. They give pride back to the cities and the workers in these towns that factories years ago shut down. Try to uh, check out American Giant. Their clothing is fantastic. Get this t-shirt now, limited only for a few. It's uh, American-Giant.com slash
1: to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program.
0: In my book, which is usually a food book, uh, this man is a hero. A guy in New York throws a pizza at City Hall yesterday. A hero. A waste of a good pie, but a hero nonetheless I'll tell you why he did that in 60 seconds first summer's here and that means it's time to beat the heat and make sure you're not racking up all kinds of bills with air conditioning with blinds from blinds.com blinds shades, shutters drapes whatever you right now can save 40% on selected products your home's going to look a lot better once you gotten the new once you have the new window treatments from blinds.com. they've been in the business forever. In fact, they were the first people to ever sell window treatments online. This back in the '90s when, you know, we all had what 36 baud? <coughs> Try selling something where you want to see the pictures of it back then. They had to be very, very good. And they are, and that's why they have thousands of five-star reviews on uh, Google, and they make it super, super easy. You can do it yourself, they can install one price, I don't care if you do 400 windows, one price, they'll fit them all in and hang them for you, or you can do it yourself. Uh, and, um, And the other thing is they have got great people to help you shop. These people not only have a really good interior decorator eye, they're not snotty, which I appreciate. And um, when I used them just recently uh, for uh, an old cabin, I was looking for something very specific, and I'm like, this person's not gonna get it. And she's like, no, you, you. I think you should pick this one over this one, and it's less expensive. And my eyes, or my eyes and my wife's eyes lit up, and I looked at her and I went, I don't know. So I said, send bu- a sample of both. They did. She was right. And she saved me money. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply on their 40% selected items. Make sure you check them out now. Blinds.com. All right. Hello, Stu. What have you learned from today's
1: show? Uh, uh, unfortunately, too many things about the, the Biden family.
0: <laughs> I'd like to know less about them. <laughs> and that's hard to s- yeah, that's hard to 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 say too. Uh, learning a lot about the Biden family, too much, especially after you've well, you've seen them, you know, uh, in various uh, various uh, positions of undress with other people, you know. Uh, so other than that, I mean. You're a slouch, Stu. That's all you learn. I've I've just done two hours slaving over a hot microphone.
1: You just told me about hot pizza and yet have not revealed what actually went on. So, I mean, that would be something you could do if you were going to do your
0: job I just wanted to make sure you were listening, okay? Of course. Uh, Mm -hmm. Here it is. This is very important. They are not going to take away your stoves if you have a gas stove. Yet, they are. Okay? (laughs) But that's a conspiracy theory, but they've confirmed that they're doing it but anybody who's talking about it is a conspiracy theorist. Perfect. Easy to understand. Are you following? So far, yes. They are not Yeah, they're not going to take away your uh coal or your wood-fired pizza oven. They're not going to do it. Anybody who says they're doing that, it's a conspiracy theory. Except they are doing it to restaurants in New York. But that's just coal and wood fire stoves that are not being closed that they want closed. And I will say there is
1: no, no level of importance, uh, you know, culturally of New York coal oven pizza. That's not like something that, you know, is it important to the city? Uh, well known, uh, there's
0: just, you know, it's not like pizza from New York is a thing, right? Right, (laughs) right. It's like, Get rid of the yellow taxi cabs, and it, the streets still look the same in New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, so it's not uh, it's not an important thing to New Yorkers or to you know, get, for instance, give me any reason to go visit New York. It wouldn't be because of the pizza because it tastes entirely different. I don't know what it is, but it is an entirely different taste it's not just the experience it's a different taste in new york new york slices of pizza are the best some of them are wood you know it come from wood fire ovens you can get that same exact quality and taste from an electric oven (laughs) now let me ask you a question if that were true Can you imagine the paperwork and the permitting and the hassle and the cost of putting in a wood-fired oven in a building in New York? Now, sure, yes, they're not exactly called ovens in many of the best crack houses in New York. They're probably called just more of a fire, but... If you want to do it legally, it would be a hassle. Why would you do that? It's not for the ambiance. It's because it actually tastes better. It's different. And uh, this guy yesterday went up to City Hall and threw a pizza at City Hall. I, I, if I were there, I would have supported him and then licked the cheese off the wall. Um, but, uh, by the way, kids, don't eat the gum you find on the subway. Don't do it. It's not good. It's not good. We learned that from the documentary Elf. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, we did. Mm -hmm. We did. Um, And don't lick the cheese. I mean, unless you see the guy and you're there right away where it's still a little hot. Um, I think this guy's a hero.
1: I'm I'm not surprised. I feel like the goal here seems to be to take away anything you might enjoy in life. Anything that might be pleasant in any particular way must be destroyed.
0: That seems to be the goal here. You can get frozen pizzas. You can. I mean, temporarily. Right now you can. Mm-hmm. And there's no difference, Stu. No. Now, the elite will fly into some place like Naples where they'll have it in the the brick-fired, wo- wo- uh, wood-fired uh, pizza oven. But you don't need that. You don't need that. No. Not in...
1: No, it's funny because the the environmentalists have tried this stuff before, which is like there's a couple different types of things they try to do. Like they try to stop coal-fired power plants, right? But no one has a particular allegiance unless you're in the coal industry to coal-fired power plants. If the power works, yeah, uh, I don't, don't care. care. Uh, it Doesn't matter to me. Coal is mm-hmm. a really good value for some in some regions. It, it works for certain things. But like, if you had nuclear, if you had, if solar actually worked, like I don't, I wouldn't care as long as the power turns on when I want it to turn on. That's my only preference. The other thing they yeah. do is they go after these well, quote, that quote a luxury. reasonable price. right. Yes, right. Um, Yeah, exactly. A reasonable price. In fact, a a very low price because low price electricity is the foundation of our civilization Uh, when it comes Mm -hmm. to pragmatic, Mm non-spiritual things. That's kind of the most important thing that we have out there. So then you go to uh, the other approach that environmentalists have far less successful, I would argue for them, which is trying to take away things that they see as luxuries that people really enjoy. Like there was a big movement they had a while ago about trying to take away big screen televisions, and it's like, I don't know if you know any Americans.
0: I don't. <laughs> are there any that you've ever met? No, I met? think they hate Americans. Yeah. They hate Americans. When I was over in London, um, it's a different world. Nobody has air conditioning. They they're like, ah, we just get used to it. Well, I'm an American. I don't want to get used to it. Now, if I live in Seattle, I grew up without air conditioning. You only need it maybe maybe three, four weeks out of the year. But in those three, four weeks, I want it. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm an American. We can afford it. I would like it. Make it more efficient? Sure. But you know one of the other things that pisses me off? The water faucets. If I am living, I went over to London, uh, and I turn on the shower, and it just pours out. Have you taken a shower someplace with a new water faucet in America? They have, they have uh, put a regulator on it. Mm. So now, you know, you're kind of like, drip, oh, yeah, drip, 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 drip. Okay, I got a shampoo under that drip. Mm. It is horrible.
1: Well, Glenn, Every- I, I, you should know, Wait. and this is something very, very important, uh, that the, the restrictions, of course, are put on at like at the, uh, the like, for example, the head is where the restriction is. And if you go on YouTube, I want you to know if you see a video that explains exactly how to get rid of that thing, you should not click on it <gasps> and use it in your house. Because that I would will be wrong. Not, What should I not search for? Um, I will give this... Uh, I, I don't know exactly what you should not search for, but let me... Uh, I'll look that up here uh, in a second, because I'm not saying... You look that up and then I've... tell
0: me on the air what we should not search for. Right. Because I... it is the bane of my existence. I, I. It makes me so angry. I'm on well water. So how, how does that affect you? Well, the aquifer. Shut up. Shut up. My shower is... Is going to run the aquifer dry. Mm. Shut up. Uh, how to remove yeah, a me. water restrictor from
1: a shower head is not something you should, should search for on YouTube. If you do that, you may come in contact with a video that would allow you to, in your own home, designate how much water you want to come out of that sh- shower head. Do you want it to be a super soaker extravaganza with high water pressure? You might want that. Um, and you'd be able to do that if you followed the instructions on videos like that on YouTube. And I do not, first of all, I would never do that because it would be wrong. But secondly, I don't want to well, put anyone in a you. position
0: where they might be breaking a local mm-hmm. restriction. Mm-hmm. It would be bad for you. Right. It would be very bad. And I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to click on that and I'm not going to change it, even though I have well water. Um, I don't care. I care about. I care about the community Mm -hmm. and what life is going to be like. I'm going to try to fix the problems that I know people will be facing in a hundred years from now. Um, you know, it's like, for instance, thank God, my grandfather saved the best button hook he could ever find. And he was like, you know, when my family, when they are going to be buttoning their shoes, they're going to want the best button hook out there. And he couldn't find it. He, he had one. He wanted a second one. They weren't making them anymore. Mm. And he's like, damn it. In 100 years, somebody will wish they had this button hook. Yeah. And that's what I want to do. I want to make sure that we are planning 100 years in the future because we know what their life is going to be like, just like my grandfather did with his button
1: A hundred percent. And now you see that they're trying to get rid of the wood and coal-fired ovens in New York. And that's, of course, predicting what could be going on in a hundred years, just like back in 1900 when New Yorkers came together to come up and try to mm-hmm. solve the biggest environmental issue of the day, which was how Huge. to remove all the manure from the streets from the horses. There yes. were so many horses. And right. as that city grows, Glenn, in 100 years, manure will be piled up everywhere. How do they get rid of it? It was a really crucial environmental issue of the day. And thank yeah. God they solved it. Yeah. I can't remember how they solved it, but
0: they solved it somehow. I solved it with my grandfather's button hook. Okay. So, uh, it was, it was great. Let me uh, take a quick break. And I want to tell you about American financing. If you're like most Americans right now, you're definitely feeling the effects of inflation, whether you're watching the numbers spiral at the gas pump, or You know, feel like getting robbed at gunpoint every time you say, Oh, I got to stop for gas or I got to go to the grocery store. (laughs) I love when we have to sell kidneys on the dark web so we can do some home repairs or some shopping. The Biden economy has, um, well, it's going to be one to be remembered, don't you think? It's going to be interesting to see how this works out, Stu. Um, (laughs) Consumer debt now is up over a trillion dollars. Up, up over a trillion dollars since last year. That's a historic jump. Well, that's just because people are taking yachts out or their income isn't enough to be able to buy the things they actually need and so they're putting it on a credit card. That's what's happening in America. Please protect yourself. If you can, um, if you're over the barrel and you need to save money and you do have a, a home, please consider, it's not right for everybody, but just call American Financing and see if they can't do what they've been doing for, you know, thousands of people all across the country, saving an average of $700 every single month just by taking their credit cards and rolling it into your mortgage. You pay those credit cards off so they're off your back, and you're paying 5 or 6% interest as opposed to 20% interest. Please find out if this is right for you. I want you to go to um, AmericanFinancing.net. That's AmericanFinancing.net, or call eight hundred nine zero six twenty four forty. 906 eight hundred nine zero six twenty four forty American financing dot net American financing. Ten seconds station ID Uh, so let me uh, I want to play some some audio uh, that has come out in the last few days. I, you know, I don't know about you, but um, I I. it's not my favorite thing when I hear people, you know, marching in the street saying they're coming for my children. Uh, not my favorite. Not my favorite. You know, there are other things I'd rather hear marchers say than that. Um, but that's what they've been saying lately uh, on the streets. And I don't know about you, but I think that makes people a a little worried about their children. And we talked to you yesterday about um, people who are in the L and the G uh, and the B. And I guess the Q and the two plus, et cetera, et cetera should probably tell the people, and this is not all trans people by any stretch of the imagination, telling the people who are pushing this garbage about our children, hey, you know, you're hurting the entire movement. You're scaring people by saying you're coming for their children. We talked to you about that. Tomorrow I've got much more on it. I want to make sure that we cover this. Um, because there are some very, very important things that are are happening in the world that we're at a turning point on. Also, Larry Fink from BlackRock talked about how he's ashamed to be part of the ESG political debate. Hmm. He's ashamed of it. Now, why is he ashamed? Well, because... <laughs> It's being turned into a political debate. And he doesn't think finances should become political. Larry, is that you, you little fink? Oh, my gosh. I don't think everything should be turned into politics either. But I'm not the guy who went to, let's say, a sneaker company and said, If you don't do all of these things that make your product a political product, uh, we're not going to finance you. (laughs) That's the way it works, Larry. I didn't make it political. He says that people like me and most likely you are making ESG political, and he doesn't like it. So our overlord is upset now. When Larry's upset, everybody should be upset. For me, when Larry's upset, I'm happy. Uh, He said, you know, when I wrote those letters, uh, investment letters, you know, that basically said, we're going to force you to change. uh, He said it was never meant to be political, a political statement. And I would agree with him. I would agree with him. It wasn't meant to be a political statement. It was meant to be a threat. Uh, my way or the highway and i think that's an important distinction Stu. i I would agree i mean a political
1: statement indicates there may be some debate involved but when you're telling someone that you're forcing them to do something that's not a political statement at all that's a statement of force that's a statement uh, as you point Mm -hmm. out a threat if i can do what i want to do you will listen regardless of your opinion. Politics implies some level of, of, of an ability to push back against something like that. So it's definitely not a political statement.
0: Yeah. Well, he also doesn't want to get involved in conversations really about inflation because uh, he says, you know, they're, they're going to have to do more that the Federal Reserve um, maybe raising the interest rates two to four more times Um, He said, but he didn't want to make it into a political thing because it's it's sticky. So and I I haven't gotten that kind of deep analysis uh, from somebody like Larry. Stu, I think this really clears it up. Inflation is sticky. Mm, It is. You know, it it is a bit sticky. It tends to be sticky,
1: an issue that sticks around when you print multiple trillions of dollars out of
0: thin air um every year well you can't just say that without all of the facts that's what makes it sticky mm-hmm. pointing things out like hey we're spending uh money uh you know i hate the old drunken sailor thing. like whores on venereal disease you know uh that's <laughs> we're spending money like yeah. crazy mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah so uh I mean, uh, people don't talk you, about the cost of those antibacterial
1: uh, creams all that often, but it's true. It's right? expensive stuff. Yeah. Right?
0: Mm-hmm. That's where things get sticky. <laughs> if you buy the wrong cream. If you buy the it's wrong It's very, very cream. sticky. Very sticky. Oh, boy. We're down to this, and it's only Tuesday. I need some sleep. Back in just a minute. The Glenn Back Program. All right. One of the easiest things in the world to do when you're in in pain or even just facing something difficult is give up, walk away, pretend it doesn't exist. Now, I've done that a few times in my life. If you're if you think, hmm, I wonder how that worked out for you. Um, I'll tell you some other time, but it's not really a happy ending. I can't just dismiss pain. When you are in real pain, uh, it takes everything in you just to concentrate or just to hide the pain. So you're not always like making faces. You can't ignore it. If you've tried everything, please try pain relief from Relief Factor. ReliefFactor.com. Go there now. Get their three-week trial pack. It doesn't work for everybody, but I'm telling you, it is amazing for me. A trial pack, not a drug, so it's not going to whack you out. 70% of the people who try it go on to more, order more week after week. Try it for three weeks.
1: ReliefFactor.com. And it's TV.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn to save 10% on blaze TV.
0: Welcome to the Glenbeck program. Tomorrow on the Blaze TV, on my Wednesday night special, I am going to take you through the progressive era. I am going to show you something that, um, well, I'll tell you, I'm taking you through a muse- part of the museum. Some people are calling room zero. Others are calling it uh, the red pill room. I'm calling it the red pill room because once you see it, you can't unsee it. But it is room zero, it's like ground zero. That It leaves a mark and the waves go on forever. Um, it is about scientifically codifying racism. You know, it used to be that you couldn't, um, you could have an opinion that was racist. But then something happened in the 1800s late 1800s that all of a sudden science is saying it's not only a difference in color there's there's subhuman people there is there inferior people and it was science that was saying that i'm going to show you the slope from there to where we are now and a warning on why it has to change you're going to see some things uh, on tomorrow's Wednesday night broadcast that you've probably never seen uh, before. And we'll talk about it tomorrow, Wednesday night program only on Blaze TV. By the way, if you can't make it to the museum, I give you a, a quick tour of it. I should do another one now that it's completely finished, but I did a about an hour long tour and it was an exclusive for Blaze TV subscribers. It is there now. We have I've spent years and years collecting history, not for my own gratification. In fact, not for my family's enrichment. It's not going to my children or my family um, unless, you know, they feel and I feel that they're going to be the ones to really, truly protect it and share it with people. Um, But I'm collecting it because I believe it's being erased and it needs to be taught over and over again. I am uh, being told here just yesterday, 1,100 people went through the museum, and uh, the compliments on it or the comments on it are remarkable from people my age or you know, even in their 40s. They all say the same thing. I learned more walking through that museum on history than I've ever learned my entire life. It is really a remarkable thing, Um, and you can see some of it on the exclusive museum tour. I'll take you through it myself on Blaze TV, Um, so you don't have to be there, and you don't have to worry about travel, because travel is becoming, well, we have to save the planet, so you might want to not get into an airplane or a car.
1: Unless it's for abortion. We should be clear. If you want to go travel to have an abortion, that is totally
0: fine. Thank Fact you. It is encouraged. You're right. You're right. You're right. Um, I got this letter in from a uh, a girl named Chloe. She is probably 14 years old. Her and her friends and her mom and dad uh, took them through uh, the museum. And uh, I get a card from her. And these kids that are coming through are remarkable, just remarkable. So 13 or 14 years old, she said, uh, dear Mr. Beck, thank you for giving us a once in a lifetime tour of your collection. So many things that stirred my imagination and sparked so many questions about our country's history. That's the best thing I could possibly read. It sparked questions. Here we are in a country where you're not encouraged to ask questions. You're encouraged to obey and repeat. You repeat what we say. You don't ask questions. You don't think about it. You just repeat it and do it. Uh, She said, one of the most important things I I, I saw was the replica of the Auschwitz gas chamber door. This is an amazing piece. You'll see this on the museum tour that I'm going to do Wednesday night. It's in room zero and it is haunting. It is an exact copy of the door, um, in Auschwitz. And it's, um, it just, it's weird. Even the copy holds power, uh, to it. Uh, She wrote, I studied the Holocaust. Some of my books mentioned the doors there, and this made it even uh, more real to see what they were truly like. I could only imagine the fear that people had going through that door. Um, I can't thank you enough uh, for helping me learn history and what happened in the past so I can do my part to make sure a door like that never has to be used again thank you um, for sharing your stories and passing on your love of history to all of us. I promise to spread the knowledge uh, that I learn and share my love of history to others. Chloe, isn't that fantastic as a 13 year old girl and, uh, and it's amazing to watch the people go through with their kids. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's just the, the, the sampling that we have are more um, homeschooled kids or I don't know, exceptional kids or I don't know, maybe their parents, you know, raised them right to, to love uh, history, but I hated history growing up. Absolutely hated it. Couldn't. I mean, if I could claw my way out of anything other than PE, that was always my number one hate. Um, but uh, if I could claw my way out of a class, it was history. Really, that's surprising, uh, considering
1: where you are today. Because we all know you're an art nerd. Um, that was that's clear. We all know you uh, don't like sports or any uh, any other masculine um, behaviors. Um, but uh, I'm surprised to know that you did not have an interest in history. I can hear you. You know, oh. This is on the air. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, but I mean, we all know yeah. that you went to like okay. multiple Renaissance fairs. You were, um, you know, you dressed up all the I time never... in old timey clothing no. and played minstrel music. Um, I think, and I think you go back <laughs> far it was enough. Minstrel
0: music. Okay.
1: <laughs> Whatever. Uh, you go back far enough, and uh, I kind of felt like he would be one of those guys who, who really loved history, because I mean, you're, you're. You talked about the the, the the history of your town a lot from when I've known you from going back. Is that all stuff that you learn as an adult? Because you've you seem to always be up on the stuff.
0: Yeah, everything other than, you know, knowing that George Washington, uh, his house was called Mount Vernon. And I grew up in Mount Vernon, Washington. What a coincidence. <laughs> wow. um, other than that, I didn't really I, I hated it because it was always about memorizing dates yeah. and names and places. And I I can't tell you you know the the dates and names i i can look that up if that's important but what happened why they were fighting the story of the people on both sides that's what makes history interesting and it wasn't until i i sobered up quite honestly and started i think my search actually started when i was searching for meaning um and searching for just Truth and philosophy. Um, one of the first books I read as an adult in my 30s that I had read in school and just like just flushed it down the toilet, who cares? Was Plato. When you're ready to read Plato, uh, and you read the stories and the questions, not the answers per se, but the questions that they were asking, you realize, oh my gosh, I'm I'm not unusual. This is these questions are basic to all of us, and uh, it sucks that we still are asking the same questions, but they have to be asked by the individual. So I started reading that, and then I fell into a wormhole you know, of, of, of that kind of stuff. And you go from there, and you start to learn about people from that time, and you start to see, wow, they really struggled uh, trying to figure things out. And I fell in love with the story. The story of Columbus is one of my favorite stories of all time. I absolutely love Columbus because he's both simultaneously a villain and a good guy. And that is the story of most of us. You know, it's the best stories. Look at, look at, uh, uh, star Wars, It is the story of Darth Vader, a good guy to start, a bad guy for most of his life, and then a guy who wants to change and doesn't think he can. Um, You know, Luke Skywalker, a guy who just wants to be left alone. He has no interest in any of that other than for guts and glory. He just wants to go be a fighter pilot for guts and glory. And it's a romantic image. Other than that, he doesn't want to be involved. And when he does get involved, it's the struggle of him staying on the right course. That's everybody's story. That's our country's story. And then it's every s- country's story. And then he stops
1: shaving and ruins the entire series later on. Did you
0: see that? That's weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, Mm. notice that I haven't shaved this week. Uh I'm about to wreck the story. (laughs) I'm about to do that. Um, There is also another thing that I want to share with you. Honest History um, is a podcast pilot episode of a new series that I'm hoping to turn into a full series, but I only want to do the things that connect with the audience. And if you listen to this, I'm asking you sincerely. Usually we say, Make sure you rate and review because it helps the algorithm. I'm not interested in the algorithm at this point. This is a pilot and I'm putting it in front of you instead of doing a small test audience. Why don't we just do the audience and you test it? I'm interested in hearing what we can do better if it, If it seems like something that you want to learn in this format, uh, this one is the pilot episode. They'll come out in a series of four or five episodes, all trying to explain how we got here in one form or another. This one is how, why are we all listening to the experts? When were the last time the, I mean, I want to listen to them when it, you know, when it comes to, hey, you shouldn't build that bridge out of cotton candy. Okay, all right, I'm going to listen to you. We're building a bridge. But when it comes to things that we're questioning, and they say, eh, the experts have already answered this question, so don't question anymore. How did we become those people here in America? That's what uh, this series is going to answer, the first four or five Um, The first episode is finished, and it's online, and we may not make another one if you don't like it, so please let us know. You can find it wherever you get your uh, podcasts. This one, the origin story of how the cult of expertise developed among the progressives and how these experts took a sledgehammer to our constitutional system of government with far, far far-reaching consequences that were still reaping the harvest today honest history podcast you can find it now first episode control freaks the scientific roots of progressive tyranny it's available now wherever you get your podcast and please rate and review all right uh let me talk to you a little bit about the economy the experts say we're fine the experts say inflation is transitory of course everything Life is transitory. But what happens between the start of it and the end of it kind of matters. It's transitory. Mm -hmm. Well, I think they meant it meaning that it was going to be short-lived. It's not. And in fact, it's going to get worse. Why are we listening to the experts? Here's what I want you to do. If you think like I do, and God bless you if you don't, but if you have concerns that the uh, dollar is not going to be the world's reserve currency, just like the British sterling is no longer the the uh, world reserve currency, and that our time is growing short, you better prepare. Now, experts will say, gold is a very bad investment. Really? Because I started buying and telling other people outside of commercials to, to buy gold when it was $200 an ounce. Here's a hint. It's not that anymore. And I haven't lost any money. It goes up and down and you can't promise anything, but I buy it as a hedge against insanity. I buy it for inflationary reasons. For one, find out if it's right for you. Do your own homework. Goldline reinstated their Mayflower special coin I helped design. You can get it right now. Uh, With every one ounce, uh, uh, sorry, with every one quarter ounce gold Mayflower, you're going to receive a one ounce silver and copper Mayflower coins. No additional cost. Go there now. Call them. They're waiting for you at 866 Goldline. No obligation. Find the information. 866 Goldline.
1: Join the conversation. 888 727. Back. The Glenn Beck program.
0: Some would ask why it isn't translating into more support for Joe Biden. that out of ten doctors well, recommend camel right now, cigarettes either, and people the. People are just starting to really feel the effects of these program. programs that got put in place. The first two years of Joe Biden's presidency, he had a truly historic rate of success when it comes to major economic programs that are building the foundation and the infrastructure for America to lead the world, not just in innovation, but in Mm, manufacturing. Mm -hmm. The number of jobs we've created in exports again, Mm. people are starting to feel that now.
1: Uh, that, see, that's the thing. They, I love. It's just starting yeah. now. It was one of those things that so far you may not have detected any success at all. You may have it's detected two. complete and utter failure every single day of this administration, but right now it's just starting to kick in and the success will you rain obvious, upon
0: you. You obviously did not have a mother or a grandmother that cooked in a crock pot. <laughs> okay, That soup looks bad for hours and hours and hours, and, hours, and all of a sudden, it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Joe Biden is from a prior generation of crockpots. Uh-huh. That's America is in a giant crockpot, and soon we'll look at that soup and say, Mmm, mmm, good. Mainly because it's a private, private partnership with Campbell Soup.